The relentless rain falls. Their splashes on the pavement are like little sparkling jewels that momentarily reflect the light of the ever-changing electric billboards that shout out their messages of bye, bye, bye. Two pilots are seated on the ground, seemingly uncaring of the torrent that is falling on their heads. Both have blood on their faces. They have the look of two bare-knuckle fighters that have worn themselves to a standstill. One of them speaks with a rueful expression on his face. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Mega ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched beam lasers glitter in the dark near the Danheiser gate. All of those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Time to die. He pauses, takes one last sip from a glass that's full of a black liquid with a whitish froth on the top. And slowly, ever so slowly, his head droops forward onto his chest. A bird that looks suspiciously like a hawk flutters up into the sky. The other pilot looks up at a huge projected image on the side of a building that says, Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone, from a rather hot, hot and orbital. I'm your host for this evening, Harry Balzac. The Mr. Dusty virus has gotten into the environmental controls and the temperature has officially reached. It's too hot. Englishmen everywhere are brushing up on their IT skills so that they can go and sit in the server room as it's the only one with air conditioning. Yes, the insulation for the wiring in the studio is melting. Buck is wishing he'd kept some clothes on just so he could feel the benefit of taking them off. Everyone in the studio is jostling to be the one upwind of everyone else. We're all wishing that you could equip an orbital station with heat sinks. And Lou is scowling at all those who volunteered to retrieve the ice cube that Flossie dropped into her clothing. The heat, and yes Buck, it's hotter than Texas here today, has laid low most of our regular presenters. Personally, I think they've sneaked off to TJ's birthday party. But I do have with me here in the studio the ever-present, the ever-pleasant, Norma Snockers. Thank you, Harry. Can we get a move on? Lou said he wanted to sit in the freezer for a while to cool off. And I've just remembered, you can't open it from the inside. Don't worry. The neighbours heard all the banging and screaming, and after they realised it wasn't your usual Thursday night pre-show um, release of energy, they let him out. And here he is. Welcome, Lou. Yeah, he'll be back soon, listener. It'll not take long to defrost in this heat. And last in our lineup, but foremost in our thoughts, it's someone who's cool no matter what the provocation. It's Amelia. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Uh, excuse me, should Lou be dripping on the carpet like that? Oh, it's the condensation from the freezer. I was worried about the plume of steam at Lou's feet. We'd better get on with the news. 
Dead feet, dead meat in pavement pounding. Pizza procrastination provokes parsimony. Peeling, Voyager or Vagabond. Nurse Weyer, officially the nicest person in the galaxy. Again. The apology officer has something to say. Atrus 5060 tells us how damaging Titan's daughter has led to the Thargoids refusing to give head. Pilots Federation dish the dirt, or so they say. The Don, immortalised in art. Lou's got a bone, truth to pick. Norma's unravelling the cosmos and the CGs. There were two reasons for some Hutton truckers to be absent from their posts this week. Firstly, they were invited by our very own Deadmeat GF to try an early alpha build of Spacelegs TM in a speed trial in Seoul around the decking of our local capital ship. On Sunday, these brave truckers went along to make up the numbers for a team representing our friends from Special Effects Systems. The people who can help any being to be in charge of a spaceship no matter how many limbs they have, or indeed what shape they happen to be. Many of the space-like testers made things even more difficult for themselves by dressing up in strange costumes. Deadmeat went dressed as a sad old scrot and won first prize. As a result of this pedestrian CQC, special effects systems raised over 25,000 credits. The second reason for truckers to be away was at a point further north towards the galactic north, Glasgow base. Here our truckers assembled at a local purveyor of those lovely oven-baked bread discs that come with tomato and cheese and definitely no pineapple. <coughs> Docking permission was denied for over an hour as our commanders were forced into a holding pattern. It appears that at this particular place events are only allowed to happen once an hour as our famished flyers had to wait that long for their food. It has to be said that the food was delicious, but maybe not worth waiting two hours for. Consequently, when addressing the matter of the credit transfer, the tip consisted of 25 pence, three rarely seen 1927 drachma pieces, no, not really Draxor, they wouldn't do that to you, two melted chocolate coins, one unidentified unwrapped boiled sweet, and some fluff. In what has already been a busy week of news for so-called Professor Palin, Hutton Orbital Radio has yet another revelation. Palin's background may not be all that it had previously seemed. We understand that Palin was recently under investigation concerning his base in Maya, as there was no record of him buying or even renting the site. Whilst investigating Palin's background to try to find out exactly where it was that Palin earned the title of Professor, 
since all of the paperwork was mysteriously destroyed, either by Thargon fire or by being eaten by his dog, Paling was not clear on which. Authorities seem to have discovered that it is, in fact, descendant of one of the traveller communities from Earth, and that his previous move in 3301 from Christian Dock in the Liganji system was not of his own volition, but was in fact due to the local population encouraging him to move on. The authorities in Maya were, we understand, preparing to evict Palin from Maya, but he preempted this by taking advantage of the unrelated Thargoid attack to sneak out of the base in his killback, with its distinctive garish red and green paint job and over-ornate interior wall coverings, along with his collection of china dolls and hand-painted coal scuttles. Visitors to the now-empty site have reported it to be in a right old mess, and that every piece of metal that was not welded to the superstructure has gone missing, including the landing beacon. After hitching a lift with a passing mega shift, it seems that Palin took advantage of the annual summer break on Arc 4, when all of the able laboratory employees are shift off to Smith Prospect in order to replenish their unhealthily low levels of vitamin D. As the laboratory was temporarily unmanned, Palin took possession and, we understand, is preparing to resume his entirely unregulated business of making non-manufacturer-approved changes to ship's engines and thrusters. Our very own Nurse Wyatt, holder of the David Brubin Award for Longest Examination, Latex Glove category, has been voted once more the nicest, the most kindly and adorable person in the galaxy for the third time in a ceremony that took place at an outpost that we can only assume is the birthplace of Commander El Masri, given the number of different beers that they serve. I cannot tell you any more about the secret location other than to say that its name is completely banned in all parts of the galaxy, except in one part, where they don't know what it means, and in serious screenplays. Nurse Wyeth has won this award three out of the last four years. The other recipient is, of course, me. An apology from Hutton Orbital Radio. As apology officer, it falls to me to apologise for a recording which was made and sent to the good people of Hutton Orbital. Firstly, I have to apologise for the silly voice, which in itself was bad enough without the content, which caused jaws to drop open and audible gas to be heard across the station. I myself am still discombobulated by the whole experience. Lael's face has turned the same colour as her eyebrows, purple this month. His fluffiness Alvin de Fear has pulled his ears over his eyes, and Cecil has snapped to full sobriety for the first time in 17 years on hearing it. Floor mopping guy has taken to carrying a bar of soap with him on the off chance that he may encounter the offender. All of the display models in the windows of Budget Clones for You, recently reopened, have shocked looks on their faces and Red Planet Taxi Service accidentally landed one of their haulers on the small pad. The people of Hutton Orbital Radio are as scandalised as anyone by the content of this recording. Norma Snokers has RSI from hitting everyone with a frying pan. Commander Witherspoon has galnet indigestion and Harry Balzac is showing the station councillor where on the dole offended him. 
We hope that you, the lovely people of Hutton Orbital, can forgive this indiscretion and bear with us as we upgrade the software on our profanity filter to mitigate such a thing ever happening again. We are really terribly sorry and will endeavour to straighten up and fly right from now on. What? They haven't broadcast it yet. Oh. Oh well, in that case, strap yourselves in, folks. Good evening, truckers! Ancient 1560 reporting in once more from Canon Research with the latest development on the Thargoids. Last week, those sneaky bugs attacked the Pleiades, damaging Titan's daughter in Tigetta. Oh, I don't know where that is. Never mind, she'll tell us later. Cavalieri in Electra, oh, complex, and Celine Orbital in Atlas, and attempted dis- to destroy the Carson Spring, the megaship that Professor Palin was using to evacuate his facility on fire. Though the brave efforts of... No, that's not right. It's through the brave efforts of anti-Xeno pilots, including our very own Hackswing. Hello, boys. The incursions in the Pleiades were quickly lifted and the Carson Spring was able to jump to Ark. They have to have two animals at a time there. Operation Ida is now determining their strategy for bringing those damaged stations back online. The recent Galactic Initiative has led to the settling of the Witchhead Sector by the superpowers. Heralded as a chance for humanity to settle a new territory of space as well as gain access to a new supply of metal alloys, the Thargoids were quick to crush this initiative. They have already attacked the newly settled stations out there in what boffins at Cannon are interpreting as a move by the Thargoids to protect their supply of metal alloys. What the Thargoids need this material for is still a mystery. But there are theories that meta-alloys are the key for the Thargoids overcoming the virus released by the legendary Commander Jameson. If we're unable to defend the newly settled systems, humanity risks being pushed out of this territory permanently. The Eagle Eye Network continues to report no activity detected. The boffins at Cannon are still attempting to figure out whether the Thargoids have found new ways to avoid detection, or whether the Thargoids have switched from an offensive strategy or a defensive one with the recent move by humanity into the Witch Head Sector. Oh, that sounds almost rude. Fucker, truckers, duckers, buckers, buckers, duckers, truckers! Humanity needs your help this week defending the newly settled systems in the Witch Head Sector! And repairing stations in the Pleiades. Oxygen, please. Hacks Command will have orders on where your efforts will be focused. Good luck out there, truckers. For the mug! In an attempt to humanise some of their employees, the Pilots' Federation this week released some so-called information about engineer Steve Kirby, otherwise known as Just Call Me Wendy. This enigmatic figure refuses to say why he has this name, but Hun Orbital Radio has a photograph taken in a field with two figures in dressing gowns. And we can say we're pretty sure that we know where Wendy's name comes from. 
Wendy started a campaign of misinformation during LaveCon, taking part in a panel that asserted that planetary bases and orbital stations were safe from Thargoid attacks. Well, Wendy, we know better now, don't we? This talent for deception does explain why the Pilots' Federation were able to afford the bar bill at LaveCon after Wendy's late-night poker session started. Quite frankly, we feel that we should not believe a word of this so-called biography, and we expect Wendy to be appearing in a cabinet reshuffle any day. Dustedly Don Antonacci, leader of the Camorra Pirates, seems determined to emulate the emperors of ancient Rome by commissioning works of art to feature his likeness. The first, we understand, is a portrait of the Don dressed as Thanos by the great artist Donna Beetlejude. We haven't been able to contact the Don, or even one of his hirelings, to gain insight into the hidden meanings of this picture, but we think that wanting to appear as someone who makes half the galaxy disappear speaks volumes. Other works in the series will include a life-sized, five foot six inches, statue of the Don wearing a silly hat with one hand tucked into his waistcoat and bearing the inscription, not tonight, David. A replica of Michelangelo's David with a special place for his equipment. A photograph where he's been airbrushed into a picture with Stalin. A reproduction of the Sistine Chapel ceiling for his office with the Don as God extending his helping hand to a new pilot. And a signed photograph of Donald Trump bearing the inscription to the best guy ever in the Don's handwriting. First of all, a complaint. As of going to press, there is not a single system that has been updated by a trucker visiting that system. I can remember when the task of flying around the hot systems was a matter of honour, and truckers of all persuasions were competing to be the commander who ensured that the Hutton helper was updated. I'm frankly disappointed that this seems to no longer be a thing. In better news, only Alpha Centauri and Wise 0855-0714 are above 60%. Considering we had five systems in that sorry state a couple of days ago, this is an excellent improvement. The only system of concern regarding low influence is Ross 671. And with the two factions below us locked in an election, this is nothing major. So, if all truckers can head to Doncom and help our brethren there by supporting the Democrats of Zoo in their election, it would be much appreciated. As far as Colonia goes, Hanky sent something over. I think it said basically working tier only, but to be frank, I spent the last three hours in the pub and I'm not sure I can even read anymore. Over to Norma. Thargoids defend meta-alloy sources. The Thargoids have emerged in the Witch Head Nebula just hours after human expansion efforts in the region began. Numerous, numerous attacks in the area indicate that Thargoid craft are aggressively defending the region's barnacle sites. More on this later. I'm Mr. Dusty, and Well, that was the news. But 
Just before our first song, uh, update from Hackswing. Incoming message from Hackscom. I mean, what is that from here? Like 600 or more light years? Do you know how long it's going to take to get there in a Corvette? Um, sir, we're, we're live. <clears throat> okay, Hackswing. Looks like last week's attacks in the Pleiades was a feint. Today, Tharg has attacked all of the new installations in the Witch Head Nebula. We have six systems there under incursion, and it looks like the bugs don't want us to have a beachhead in that sector. Our primary area for combat operations will be Witchhead Sector HW-WC1-7, with the secondary area Witchhead Sector FB-XC1-11. If you are a rescue pilot, Please run evacuation missions in Sal Prospect and Carry in Vision. If you are interested in long-haul station repair, Operation Ida is back working in the Pleiades and currently focusing on Silene Orbital in the Atlas system. This is a key facility for repair operations in the Pleiades as it is one of only three refineries there. One note on logistics. With the attack on all stations in the Witchhead region, there are no functioning shipyards, so you have to ride out in your combat ship. Be sure you have a fuel scoop or keep Flossie on speed dial. Use the rescue ships for repair and restock once you're there. The Eagle Eye Network is still not providing any useful intel, and we have no idea what to expect the Goids next week. So stay wary, truckers, and keep your eyes on the signal sources. Get out there and fight hard, very many, and continue to defend the mug. And Axcom Transmission. Defend the mug. It's time for our first tune, especially appropriate for today. It's Indian Summer by the Stereophonics. I say, old chap, isn't it early to be drinking? Centauri Megagin, don't mind if I do. Oh, bugger, I appear to have dropped my cocktail stick. Centauri Megagin, for the gentleman in you. Well, wasn't that fun? Well, uh, in the script here, I've written bloody hell it's hot, because it is. How's, how's my, my fellow presenters? Warm enough for you? Melting. It's lovely. Mm. Well, of course, over here in the UK, the houses are built to keep heat in, not keep heat out. So the minute we get any of that yellow stuff in the sky, we're buggered, basically, aren't we? It's- I've told you before, never eat yellow snow. Oh... It's but just not healthy. It, but it's nice for me. It's nice. It keeps me cool and keeps keeps all the flies off me anyway. So it's what have we been doing to keep cool then? It's working in an air-conditioned office. Yeah, I okay. was going to say two words, air conditioning. Mm. If there's one thing that's going to keep you at work far more than your hours describe, it's air conditioning. And then... Uh, Depending on your mode of transport home, you might want to leave it till gone midnight. If you, especially if you were in London, you had to come back on the tube. Luckily, Shanks' pony. Mm. Well, I think there are a lot of people today who've been um, may have accidentally um, found themselves ill and not able to go into work. Don't you think? Yes, ill, lying on the beach somewhere. Yes, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping nobody had a bad time today. I hope nobody gets sunburn. But and if you do, let us know so we can make fun of you. Okay. Indeed. Yes. So we had some sad news, didn't we, today, which was um, the subject of the intro of Rutger Hauer. Absolute legend. Yeah. Lady Hawk. So if you notice there, so obviously it was Blade Runner, which was the focus of most of it, but I had did have a little um, mention of Lady Hawk in there and uh, those Guinness adverts, which people of a certain age will remember. Oh, yes. Very much so. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I couldn't actually put in everything that he'd ever done because that would have been a three-day show, but... Go on. I think you got the main ones. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah Go I on. think so. What have we, what have I missed that I should have mentioned? Do you think that that he did? It's hard to say because when when actors die, you suddenly get a bit of a re- retrospective and you realise just how many things they've been in that yeah. you didn't realise or have forgotten about. Yeah, quite. So I mean, the I mean, the blade blade on is the one that we all, all remember him from. But uh, what do I see? But Batman Begins, Sin City. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yes. Uh, he was in uh, ep- oh, he was in episodes of all sorts of things. Small appearances in all sorts of things. He was uh, always working, I reckon. Oh, The Hitcher, that film. In, yeah. The, the, uh, it's really, again, it's really hard to get ones out. I mean, there's, if you, I went on Wikipedia earlier today and there's, there's films from, I think, the, 1970s to the 2020s and almost just a constant list of films of where he was in varying roles and yeah you you couldn't list them all well imdb has a go but yes (laughs) but i i understand what you're saying yes yeah well i think that uh he's he was filming uh in a christmas carol it's in post so I'm guessing Ghost of Christmas Future. Well, there's a there's an ironic part to be playing. Nice twist. Yeah. yeah. Ghost of hasn't got a future. Oh, poor Todd. But, oh, that's a bad thing for us. I do know that the uh, our Xbox colleagues are being very busy at the moment. They've got uh, CQC Sunday coming up. I haven't been following that. I don't know if anybody else has but i've seen uh, i've seen that that's that's coming up there's an event this sunday uh, which is the cqc for hot boxes and i've seen their um, their type 6 migration that they've been doing for a few weeks is still still making progress yeah i've been seeing photos of that on facebook yeah yeah quite a few. yeah they like the screenshots to the hot boxes yeah well, there is a lot of love for the Type Four, 6. Formations of ships. That was really good. Yeah, well, the Type 6 is what made Hutton, I think. I think I remember oh, yeah. during the original the, the original Hutton run, yeah. Type 6 was good because you could a decent amount of cargo and you could land with it. That was, um, yeah, I That's bought one I just to do it. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bought, well, I, I say I bought one. I bought several after they got blown up. But, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> started off with one and then, bought, then re-bought and bought and bought. But, yeah, I think that's a, it's a Re- nice little ship. Say again? 
Rebuys don't count. No, no, quite. Replaced. No. Yes. Yeah, I don't need that event. Yeah, yeah. I think, but uh, well, it, it is nice. It's this something special. It reminds me of the the little robots in um, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and the what's the one, the one with Bruce Dern? Not, not cool running. No, that's about Jamaican Bob. Yes, I know. That was a uh, John Candy movie. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm going, there are people sh- screaming at the screen, which is a bit stupid because they, we can't hear them. <laughs> it was. Uh, never mind. I'm going I'm to move on because if I don't find it shortly, and I'm, I'm going to be annoyed when I don't. Silent, silent, silent running. Silent running, yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Bitstorm. Yes. Yes, so you, that's the one. I knew there was running in there somewhere. Yeah. So you, you say, Chariots of Fire, that's the one. Yeah. So you say <laughs> Huey, Dewey and Louie, and I immediately think DuckTales. Well, each to their own. That's that's what they were named after. But Yes. Yes. Yes, apparently each of those robots had a man in them bent over, as it were. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they yeah. were literally designed to not look humanoid, because mm. that was a bugbear of the of the director, I believe. Yeah, that's a great film, that one. I mean, it didn't have Rutger Hauer in it, so we're not talking about it. <laughs> no. No, good. <laughs> How do we get sidetracked by that? <laughs> good. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I'm gonna, so let's, let's get the talking to each other out of the, the way um, now so that we can speed through the green room. Uh, what, what have you been doing this week, Flossie? This week I've been mostly in uh, World of Warcraft, doing things to try and get various monks, etc. In fact, I've spent a lot today getting two, trying to get two components, and I still haven't got them. Uh, other than that, I've not really done much uh, in game. It's all been Warcraft. <laughs> oh no! We should talk to you. Yeah, it's for the mug, Helen. For the mug. For the mug, mm-hmm. yes. That for the was mug. one of the components she was talking of. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll believe that. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Meat? Well, as mentioned in the news, I was uh, running quite a lot. Um, I did a. On Friday night, I did a 10K, which is a memorial to the sister of a friend of mine. So I always do that. So I drove 140 miles did the 10k uh drove back 140 miles and then did the london 10k with our beloved special effect um and then rather stupidly last night did a 10k around hyde park um which was hot just far too hot not as hot as it would have been the day before or the day after but still pretty darn hot yeah i mean there, there were people who literally there was one guy on lap three that i saw just laying there having water poured into him um, who'd obviously overdone it um, and there was another guy on lap four who they dragged into the shade and was unconscious so you can go too hard and push too far <laughs> and do yourself damage so if you're out in this kind of weather please be sensible and make sure you're hydrated properly very very hydrated yes yes my uh, sister and brother-in-law would stay with us over the weekend they'd been to Newbury races and he went 
to hospital over, uh, well, not overnight, during the uh, late night to the A&E because he was feeling very unwell. It turned out he was dehydrated as well. I think it's because oh, he was at Newbury Races and couldn't afford the drinks, but... Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, people do play down dehydration, but... Um, oh, no. It, it's devastating. And if you've seen the effects of it on people who've been genuinely hospitalised with it, it's not it's not worth the risk. If I get, and, to, I get very bad cramp at night if I don't get enough water. And it creeps up on you, doesn't it? You don't realise yeah. it. I think it builds up. Start off, if I'm a little bit dehydrated, I'll just get a bit of cramp in the bottom of my calf or on my foot area. If I'm very dehydrated, it goes up to my thighs. Uh, it seems to build up. I think there's enough of that talk. <laughs> well, I, I was going to go slightly higher than thighs and say, keep an eye on your pee, because that's a really good indicator. Yes. If that's yes. bright orange, you are in trouble. Mm, so yeah, needs the to be paler, pale. the better. Yeah, I, I know that one, and I do keep an eye on it. <laughs> and I dread to ask Flossie, but how much more difficult is it for a lady to check than for a man? Um, well, we could have a quick look afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job this is a, goes out after nine o'clock, isn't it, this bit? <laughs> it's the so. only reason I'm allowed on. <laughs> good, well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, look, you've you made you Flossie blush and she's hot enough to start with. In this, this room, it's... It's going to be uncomfortable now. Oh, you don't have to worry. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. That, so, well done for not dying. <laughs> Thank you well very done much. Anyway. Well done. Well done. And that was a that well was a done. brilliant thing. And doing it for for special effect. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. And I think. Well, the, I, I must admit, when I signed up, I'd only just broken five k again, and I wasn't sure. And Baz said, "No, don't don't worry about it. It's not, it, it, you know, it's not important. It would be lovely to have you because we've got no truckers signed up, which obviously meant I had to sign up because we can't have no truckers on a special effect event. And luckily, I was fully ready for a ten k by the time it arrived. So, oh, very good. Yeah, some of us have been watching your gradual improvement and progress and comments. Yeah, I do post it quite a lot, so it's difficult to avoid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can see that. That would be um, a, a way of encouraging yourself, wouldn't it? Yeah. But um, in-game, I'll leave that bit because I think it might come up later. Okay. All right. So, Amelia, how's your yes. week been? I have been getting inordinately annoyed trying to unlock engineers. I mean, I mean, who needs 50 tons of Lavian brandy? I mean, that's a bit excessive. I do. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think I've unlocked about, I don't know, a dozen engineers now uh, this past week. I've just been doing nothing but that, bombing it around the bubble and... Uh, Trying to un because I, I I've never really went for engineering apart from jump drive really and then and then I kind of left everything else out so that's what I've been doing this entire week zipping around the bubble and doing errands for people collecting weird things that nobody in their right mind wants yeah and I'm, and you, I'm you don't want to think what they're doing with them do you. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, but now um, I've got Palin on the list, um, who everyone says is like the main go-to engineer. It, he unlocks so much. Or, or in this case, it's a come-to-you engineer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is this your influence? You thought, oh, I can't be bothered to go all the way. Bring, bring him to me, boys. <laughs> Well, um, he wants some sort of, I don't know, sensor fragments or some, something like that. Um, and I've never encountered them before. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's something to do with Thargoids, but I daren't look but online. You were, you were co- Amelia, you were collecting, collecting, collecting? Yes. That's it, then. Ferv- ferviently collecting. <laughs> And uh, well, I think I think I think I've unlocked about a, a dozen engineers now, and I'm finally on Palin. Um, although I want to get this Lavian Brandy one out of the way at the moment, so I'm sitting in Lave at the Lave station at the moment with about twelve tons in my cargo hold out of fifty, and periodically logging in to grab whatever is available. It's like an evening with Cecil, except you start off with fifty and end up with twelve. <laughs> You could be at the cap, of course, at the moment. Mm. You, if, if, if you keep logging in and there's none available, then you've reached the cap. You need oh, a friend. You need no. a friend to come and load you up. Because otherwise they regenerate every ten minutes. Uh, oh, no. Until yeah, so, you reach the cap. But, yeah, so find a friend to come across, load it up, and then collect them with some limpets, as yes. we did in, during the... Uh, Otherwise known as teabagging. Don't Google <laughs> yes. it. Don't Google it. Oh, I've got to Google that. Yes, she did, and she cried. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't say you weren't warned. <laughs> so, Harry, how has your week been? Oh, fine. Apart from uh, having my uh, sister and brother-in-law here and having brother-in-law disappear off to hospital for a few hours in the middle of the night. I've been quite quiet. Went yesterday to go and see a production of Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Yes. Where the wind is, blows. Yes, there's a... Well, that's, I think that's round dead meat, that is. But it have was you a, written that song yet? Yeah, no, I have not written Barcelona. No, I haven't had time. But, but I think that uh, it, it's a, a really weird musical with the worst ending in, of any musical in history. Oh, we forgot about a bad guy. He, bring him back in. Oh, he gets killed. Okay, let's go and have a honeymoon. The end. <laughs> that's that's how it ends. It's just weird. But it, it was well done. Lots of singing, lots of dancing. So, yeah, I think uh, enough said about that. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> so I think without further ado, do, do, do. I think we can move on. On, on. On, 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 on. Flossie, are you ready? Are you standing poised? I'm are ready. You, are ready, you primed? Ready. Are you ready to spring into action? Well, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> as ready as you're going to be. Blooming. Lovely. That's the question at the moment. Blooming <laughs> hot. Okay, then, Mr. Button Pusher, mash that button. When the universe is in trouble... Bug infestations in the bubble Your home station's burnt rubble 
What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is. Then you can get involved with this. You should listen to what Flossie says. Interstellar initiatives. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then you can get involved with this. Now you should. Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. The Enclave Phase 3. Thargoids defend meta-ally sources. The Thargoids have emerged in the Witchhead Nebula just hours after human expansion efforts in the region began. Numerous attacks in the area indicate that Thargoid craft are aggressively defending the region's barnacle sites. Professor Albert Tesro of Aegis Research said in an update, Representative factions of the Alliance, Empire and Federation have entered the Witchhead Nebula to be- begin colonisation efforts. A number of megaships and the stations arrived in the area on schedule only to be met with an unexpectedly large number of hostile Thargoid vessels. This development, coupled with increased Thargoid activity in the Pleiades Nebula, suggests that the Thargoids are focused on driving humanity out of regions containing barnacle sites. Tesro was quick to repeat that securing access to a source of metal alloys is of great importance to humanity. All three superpiles are urgently requesting help to repel Thargoid forces from the Witchhead Nebula, said Tesro. Without the galactic community's support, these pioneer factions will be forced to retreat and vital supplies of meta-alloys will be lost. The Alliance, Empire and Federation have established starports and megaships in the Witchhead Nebula, following the success of their respective commodity drives. However, encroachment in this space has drawn the attention of the territorial Thargoids, who seem hell-bent on driving humanity from the region. As a result, the factions based out in Witchhead have called for reinforcements from the galactic community. Systems in the Witchhead Nebula currently with the incursion state must be defended from Thargoids and need to be repelled before the Witchhead colony can be established. Failure to do so may result in a full withdrawal from the various superpowers from these systems. Docking at the following stations in the Witchhead Nebula will reward commanders with an Enclave Special Decal. The Alliance Ezra Point in Witchhead Sector LC-V C2-10 and Cheryl Orbital in Witchhead Sector HW-W C1-9. The Empire Carrion Vision Witchhead Sector FB-X C1-11 and Cell Prospect Witchhead Sector HW-W C1-7 and the Federation can relay which head sector GW-WC1-4 or Henna Enterprise which head sector DL-YD17 and that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news.
Flossie told you what to do. I know you'd expect me to say something rude and suggestive about this next song, so I won't. Here's Long Time Coming from Lower Than Atlantis. Deathlock here. Why do I listen to Hutton Orbital Radio? Because my mummy said I had to. Ah! Deathlock! News Digest, 25th of July, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, massive attack in the witch's head. A potted history of Professor Paling. Unlocking the potty professor. Massive attack in the witch's head. Urgent calls have been put out for assistance from anti-Xeno combat pilots after a totally unexpected intervention by Thargoid battlefleets disrupted attempts to steal meta-alloys from the Thargoids. Humanity, in the form of Empire, Federation and the Alliance, set up shop near a new and largely pristine source of meta-alloys in the Witchhead Nebula earlier this week. Meta-alloys are mined by the organic Thargoid structures known as barnacles. The current version of the Meta-Alloy Barnacle Mining Machine, version 4, has been widely deployed in the Witchhead Nebula by the Thargoid civilization in the expectation that the machines will refine a healthy crop of Meta-Alloys. The Thargoids are reported to be highly concerned at reports that another civilization is planning to raid the MB version 4s to steal the Meta-Alloys from right under the Thargoids' equivalent of noses and have responded appropriately by sending several battlefleets to defend Thargoid property. Tharg the Mighty, Prince of Polaris and Emperor of the Call 70 Sector, has appealed to independent Thargoid pilots to attack the motherships of the three races of human, Hanna Enterprise and Can Relay, which belong to the Federation race, Tsao Prospect and Carrion Vision, which belong to the Empire race, and Cheryl Orbital and Ezra Point, which belong to the Alliance race. He is concerned that the offer of a small sticker to human pilots may encourage them to fight more fiercely. However, if the humans can be dealt a decisive blow now, they're likely to retreat back to their bubble, leaving the Thargoids to enjoy the meta-alloy rewards from their MB4s in peace. A potted history of Professor Palin. One-time Federation scientist Professor Palin seems to have thrown his lot in with the Alliance after being hounded out of Maya by the Thargoids. His new base is Able Laboratory, an existing Alliance facility in the Ark system. What do we know about Professor Ishmael Palin? Palin first came to prominence in December 3301 when he started researching the damage being caused to stations by the sale of unknown artefacts, those mysterious items we now know of as Thargoid sensors. 
he established the Palin Research Centre at Obsidian Orbital in Maya, just at the right time and in the right place to benefit from the discovery of meta-alloys in January 3302. And despite concerns from fellow scientists, he issued an appeal for as much of this mysterious substance as possible. Less than two weeks later, Palin disappeared in mysterious circumstances. Only to be found again safe and well a month later. Palin recounted how his convoy had been attacked and he'd been interrogated about what he knew about meta-alloys by an unknown organisation. Just who this organisation was remains unknown. However, Palin's rescue meant that he was able to reveal that meta-alloys could be used to counteract the effect of unknown artefacts something that remained vital until the effect of Thargoid sensors was eliminated totally in November 3304. In April 3302, Palin announced that he was retiring from the Federation to set up his own independent research base, which would continue to research Thargoid technology and also, in his own words, allow him to tinker with starships. It was at this new facility on Maya A3A that Palin developed the very best thruster modifications, Grade 5 clean and dirty drives, and the enhanced performance thrusters, as well as developing the first generation of corrosion-resistant cargo racks, which have latterly been superseded by human technology brokers. It's this base on Maya A3A that was recently attacked by Thargoids and has been abandoned. Palin has moved to the Alliance-controlled ARC system in the bubble. He is no longer unique in selling Grade 5 engineering thruster modifications. Mel Brandon in Colonia sells exactly the same modifications. He is still, however, the only source of size 1 corrosion-resistant cargo racks. And he's the only engineer who doesn't have his own base. Rumours that Palin is working on a new drive system that would allow megaships and fleet carriers to perform hyperspace jumps on days of the week other than Thursday are currently believed to be wild speculation. Unlocking the Potty Professor Unlocking access to Professor Palin is easy with all the steps laid out in a recent documentary from Sagittarius Eye magazine. Here's the quick version. First, buy your Horizons permit. If you don't have that, you're going nowhere. Next, travel 300 light-years from your starting location. Buy three Suntil relics from Chernovsky City in Nguri and take them to Elvira Martuk. Get in her good books by selling exploration data and crafting modules. She's quite handy with frameshift drives. She'll eventually tell you about Marco Quent, who's the next step on the road. Run missions for the Sirius Corporation until they award you a Sirius system permit, and then earn 25 modular terminals as mission rewards, and take them to Quent. Now you need to get into his good books. His engineering modifications aren't really much good, but you need to pretend you like them. Once he's satisfied you're not taking the mickey, he'll tell you about Professor Palin. This is the point. You wish you'd gone further than 300 light-years to gain access to Elvira Martuk, as Palin requires you to go much further. A massive 5,000 light-years. Thank goodness you got Elvira Martuk to engineer your frameshift drives. Palin also needs 25 sensor fragments, which is what you get when you shoot up Thargoid sensors. 
you can get them from the creepy abandoned crash site in HIP 17403, planet A4 at coordinates negative 35, negative 141.4. Easy peasy! And now you can buy those enhanced performance thrusters, corrosion-resistant cargo racks, and get Palin to engineer your thrusters. You'll soon have the fastest hauler in the galaxy. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Well, that was quite incredible. I can tell you one of my fellow presenters went, ah, during (laughs) that. (laughs) As she suddenly realised why she wasn't getting anywhere with all this (laughs) Professor Palin stuff. So thank you, Mr. Wotherspoon. You have at least one person who's very grateful, if not hundreds. Very, very appreciative. I I figured out something, too. What's that, Buck? The the Thargoids only attack us because we get these fun little decals. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we should stop handing out decals and the Thargoids do a piss off somewhere else. <laughs> That's you may be confusing effect and cause there, but never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, I think we really... One of the things that we aren't really sure a lot of the time is what effect the things we're doing have on the background simulation or real life as the Pilots Federation would like us to think of it as. So I think one of the questions that we most frequently ask on this programme and so infrequently get a decent response to is what does it all mean? Hot Pits Report Here with all of the latest Hot Pit Report But what does it mean? When they see we're expanding, does that mean that we're all getting fat? Where can we sell all our data and not be a dirty truck and fall top cock and boob loving, useless, incredibly annoying truck and Hot pit report, here with all the instructions. Hot pit report, it's time for the home. Lou, I hear that one of the custodians was asking for help this week. Yes, there was a shout-out from Simons for Luton 145-141 this week and a reasonable response to it, so thank you to everyone who helped. How did that work out? Well, it was a great highlight for the way the PS is evolving in that we had a good number of commanders doing a little bit each and that gave some really effective results. What does that mean for the BGS as a whole? Well, the biggest thing from this is the message from Hop you commanders out there is that you should never discount your efforts. And that's even more true since the latest round of BGS changes. Changes? How have they made a difference? Well, since the changes, a huge amount of work by one commander does not really have the effect it used to. 
what we need is small amounts by large numbers of commanders. So when there's a call for help, whether a specific one like Simon's put out this week or from our friends in Doncom who need some help or a general one like working against hot in systems over 60%, you are having an effect even if you nip in and do a couple of missions, drop half a dozen systems of data or a few thousand in bounties, as long as you put them in the right place, of course. So what do we need from the truckers? We have a huge number of commanders available. And with this little by many method being the most effective, now is the best time to get involved. All you have to do is make a small detour from what you're doing, do your small part in a system that needs it, and then carry on doing your own thing. You don't need to spend all week boosting the BGS. Everyone just doing a little bit each day has the best effect. Well, thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Snockers there. Uh, I, for one, am enlightened. A bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're moving on. Did, I don't, did anyone sleep well last night? Oh, so hot, no. wasn't it? I'm, I tell, I'm thinking of moving to the South Pole. Then at least it would be cool. Got to move to would... Texas. Yeah, that's nice cooler than here. here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that it must be that that Glenn Campbell was thinking of when he wrote Southern Nights. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lakon Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lakon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. It's time for the highlight of my week, Uncle Buck and his top trucker. Yeehaw! It's naked in music as well. Now you're a trucker. All you gotta do is truck that truck. When you're a trucker, if you can turn a profit, then you're out. shenanigans while you tune around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself 
relatively pain-free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as being assigned as Alvin's Pooper Scooper for the week. Talk about a shitty job. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them noisy crickets in a field, Commander Deadbeat GF took the lead with a tad over 66,000 light years jumped. See, now one weekend he's running for special effect and the next he's flying. The leader in tearing up the Don's pathetic pirates this week is Commander Hidden Shadows with 27.8 million credits earned and accounted for. Great job, Commander. Our top mission trucker for this week, oh, for the second week in a row, is Commander Montgomery Python with 654 mission points earned. Good job there, Hoss. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto, Commander Cassie Online transported and sold just about 117,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking, Commander. Driving the Hutton Uber this week, Commander Whoever hauled 4,526 passengers around the galaxy and earned a few extra tips while at it. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of July is held by Commander Prophet Velen in one hour, 23 minutes, and 3 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. That way you'll be a Thargoid magnet. Hut Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy would come with an emergency backup Hutton mug. Thank you, Buck. Always a brilliant set. And that's I think that's wonderful. Uh, now, we've had two tunes so far. Indian Summer by the Stereophonics and A Long Time Coming by Lower Than Atlantis. There is a theme tune. No, not theme tune. There is a theme to the tunes. And if you've got any guesses, uh, send to me on Discord or Twitch or any other way. You want to send it... Uh, on TeamSpeak, when we move down to the green room, that'll be good too. But I haven't had any guesses so far. I got a guess. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know. De- I dead meat's got. Yeah, you go on then, Eric. All right, my guess is running naked through the mountains. No, you, no that's when you make the guesses when you run naked through the mountains. That's not what oh, the guess okay. is. Well, excuse me. I'll give me a few hours to get out of Texas. I'll uh, yeah, find yeah. some mountains and. Yeah, do some running. That that'll be fine. We'll look. We'll look forward to that in the same way we look forward to. All righty, I'll periscope death. that for you. Thank you very much. And no dead meat. It isn't periscope. boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very good. You you're not going to be able to see very far with that, are you? Right. <laughs> Let's move on. I think our next tune should be introduced by Young Lou. Thank you, Harry. Well, this song calls out to me in a very personal way. Whenever Norma hits me with the frying pan, it's Snow Patrol. If there was a rocket, 
tie me to it. And we'll run down to the green room while this happens. Hello. Hello, love. Do you come here often? Every one and a half hours or so. Could I buy you a drink? Ooh, how exciting. So you're a Hutton trucker, are you? That I am, my love. A Centauri Mega Gin Sling, please, bartender. Make that too, please, bartender. <laughs> Centauri Megagin, guaranteed to erase your memory when you've just pulled a large load. And here we are down in this green room. It's actually cooler down here. I don't know what's been going on. It's usually quite stuffy, but it's nice and cool down here. Good evening, everyone, for the mugs. Mug. 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 Oh, I can see why it's a bit cooler. There aren't so many people in here where uh, we have... We have as somebody we used to know would say, all the best ones are here. So, oh, yeah. Yes, quite. And Definitely. plus us. <laughs> yeah, they're hiding. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get to them eventually. Well, hello, everyone. And I think let's plough on, because I, I think I'm quite happy to have this as a shortest show, because it would be very nice to get out of the studio somewhere cool and get something cool down my throat. In the void. Yes, anywhere black. Oh, yeah, like Guinness. That would be good. Uh, I'll tell yes, you, the, yes, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the, at the, right, let's move on. So I think we've all spoken to each other, so I think let's do the, the simple thing. If we do it, me, Amelia, and then Dead Meat, and then Flossie, okay? Which means okay. I am starting with Hunter. Hunter Sage, well, I saw your name on Buck's Top Trucker. How else? What else have you been doing? Uh, unfortunately, not too much in-game this week. Uh, it was my son's eighth birthday, so we kind of were busy with that. that you shouldn't apologize for that. <laughs> no, probably not. It was a very good time. He actually had two parties. We had one at the beach with his, uh, all of his school chums and then a, another party at home on his actual birthday. But that just takes up too much time to be able to do gaming at the same time yeah the kids are like that i know that they, they, they just don't understand do they oh he loves watching me play actually he, mm -hmm. uh, in fact he's uh he's made his own uh, mega ship out of lego ha! oh nice <laughs> oh, lego. Trucker. yeah 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 it's it's, uh, it's 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 cool he, he likes to look over my shoulder and uh it, it's a bit of a bit of a learning curve for an eight-year-old to play but uh i don't know maybe i'm selling him short no, no, not at all. I mean, the, I think the amount of physical coordination required to fly a ship it should not be underestimated. It, no. is, it is quite difficult. No. And presumably, if he's looking over your shoulder, you don't use anything like voice attack because if he <laughs> shouts out stuff behind you, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, no, no voice attack. Also, I, uh, I think other people in the house were probably wondering what was going on if I used that. It's, it's, all, it's all keyboard and uh, key, keystrokes and hotas. Well, kudos to you if you'll be able to do that. I couldn't manage <laughs> with, <laughs> without voice attack. I have no idea what any of my bindings are. <laughs> mm. yeah. But uh, just, just a little bit of in-game. Um, I left myself at Rusa Terminal after doing a bunch of rescues, which is now under, uh, now under repair. But then there's all these um, stations out in the Witch Head that are now damaged. So I'm trying to decide whether or not to rush out there and rescue passengers or stay where I am and help with repairs. 
No. Well. Any advice uh, from anybody? The repairs are needed there as well. The rescue they need they need people to, to rescue from the burning stations. So I think uh, next time I'm on, well, probably I will probably follow the follow the flames and and, and go rescue some more people. Yeah, that'd be good. That's a, that's a oh, good uh, thing to do in game and in life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. But other than that, I think that's a, a, a for the mug from me. Thank you. I'm speaking to the king. I knew you hadn't left the building. How are you, Hanky? I'm all right. How are you? Not too bad. What you been up to this week? Just bits going around, just doing bits and bobs, being busy and stuff, but I'm, I just ran out of time doing stuff and that, so it's just one of those situations where but I, I, I don't know where I've spent the time, but it's been well spent when I've spent it. <laughs> well, they say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Time flies like an arrow, and fruit flies like a banana. And Amelia likes an old joke. <laughs> yeah, that's why we've got you, Ari. I'm the oldest one. I can remember the oldest jokes. <laughs> so any any details? Uh, do, you, do you want to share any details? Any Any little tidbits of info? No, not really. It's, it's just uh, been doing, going, doing some voluntary work up the lake. I've got Sunday there as well, and just preparing for a snake show, which I was going to do tomorrow, which I misread, and it's actually September the twenty-sixth, not the July the twenty-sixth. <laughs> so I've done a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> oh no! Well, the snakes enjoyed it. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with premature preparation. Yeah, but we're going to have to go through it again. <laughs> so, anyway, for the mug. For the mug. Okay, Lenin, what Hello. have you been up to this week? Oh, uh, I was actually looking forward to a calm week of nothing much happening. Since everyone's off at work, and I'm basically left alone with a huge system environment to manage. And on Monday, anything's crashed, and I had to scramble to get things going, so... Somehow, I still get to work a lot, despite me trying to work at the, the scheduled month of the year. Bad luck, it, I suppose. It's always the way. The quiet weeks turn into the busy ones. Oh, yeah. Other than that, I've been mining Paynite in Elite and trying to sell them at the uh, most expensive rate. But some luck. Got a few millions of that. Excellent. And uh, somehow, Mr. Antarius Fusion managed to get me driving in Euro Truck Simulator again. So that's what I've been up to. He's a persuasive fellow, that Antarius, yes. isn't he? And that... I think that's it, to be honest. How are you? Very good, thank you. Nice. I've been, been flying, been running, been hot. That's ah, basically yeah. it. The heat, of course. What temperature is it where you are? Well, it was uh, 30 degrees Celsius, so when I got home, I basically just put the AC on at full blast and crashed for 45 minutes until it got cool enough to actually function again. I wish uh, I had AC. Yeah, it's amazing. I got my I got mine early in the year. Nobody else was buying ACs. <laughs> and I think that's it. Thank you very much. What Thank a mug. Okay, Lisa Baker. What sort of week have you had? Ah, uh, too hot. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think my mug's melted. So you're very quiet. Is that better? No, I can yeah, hear Yeah, that's you. better. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Yeah, I think my mug's melted in the heat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a quiet week here, really. Um, making my way back from Distant Worlds 2 still. So I've been playing that also. Yeah. Done yeah. about five or six thousand light years, so I've got a long way still to go. I was making my way back and then I went and did a rescue, and now I'm on the other side of Sagay again. <laughs> Sagay? I'm sh- really Sagay again. I should have gone with the one, my commander from Colonia, but like an idiot, I went with Flossie. Who <sighs> uh, was on the way back to the bubble. I was, you know, between Colonia and the bubble. Yeah. No um, idea why I took her. No, it must have been the heat. Blame the heat. <laughs> I would if it was that, but last it was like about a week ago, at least. Well, just blame blame the heat in advance. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's it's for the mug for me this week. Really, it's just been okay. uh, nothing much. Okay, thank you very much, and for the mug. Okay. Odie, now I'm going to be ask you to be kind because it's flipping hot over here. So please, can, we want to hear what you've been doing, but please can you limit the puns to three this week, please? Because I'm melting here. Odie, wake up. Run, one. Odie. Oh, it's not there. Carry on. Odie, wakey, wakey. Okay, we'll move on to... Well, and I'll wait. If Odie, I will. We'll go on to Amelia. If you want to talk to Pillbox, if Odie comes back, I'll talk. Okay. I'll talk to him if he comes back in time. Okay. Pillbox. Hello. Pillbox. Microphone. Pillbox. Is he spending time with Odie? <laughs> Another one not there. You think he's just echoing? Nobody wants to speak to anybody. That's because he's no. probably fly, he's flying or something, wouldn't he? But oh well. He is, but that doesn't normally shut him up. No, even the gag doesn't, does it? Perhaps he's crashed. Oh. Well, let's I move on. It's more dead air time. Dead air. Let's move on. I blame the Thargoids. I know, but you can get a cream for that. I blame Agus. <laughs> Lou, talk to our friend Waz. Waz, how are you this week, mate? I'm good. It is part of my French fucking art. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, considering Guernsey was at 31 a couple of days ago, and we're at 20 now. 20? That's freezing. That's oh, hot. Who? That's 35 hot. here today. That's 20 over here. It's hot living on an island. We live on we live on an island as well, you wazzock. It's just a bigger <laughs> one. Oh, bollocks for that. That's the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tell that to the French. I hear they were at... Forty-one today, I think, or so. But I was inside Ooh. most of the day, so I ain't going out in that weather because that plays havoc, no. havoc with my asthma. Very, very wise. Apart from the heat, what have you been up to? Um, flying in space, um, watching my recordings. Try not to do a flossy, but I kind of doped into a dead star. I mean, I oh, crap. Don't crash into stars. No, you just use them as a fo- oh, you just you just, you just use them for stopping power. I don't. You do. You use them for stopping. Best. Try again. I did on the very first convoy when I didn't know how to fuel scoop. 
No, I do know how to. <laughs> but I'm still making my my trip. My <laughs> trip. I'm going to Sagay as well for the first time. All Excellent. right. That is a lovely trip. It's Don't a milestone, forget. that one. Don't it forget is. to sign the, um, the thread in the forums when you've been. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, there's a thread on them in, in the main forum. Um, if you, or it might be in the exploration bit. But when you've been to Sage, you reply to that thread so you get recognised. Don't, don't forget to grab the uh, the tourist beacon, are there? Oh, yeah. I don't think that was there when I went. It wasn't when I went either. I've got to go yeah. again just to grab the tourist beacon. Yeah, because they have because the station there's a station there now, so I use that as my pit stop. Oh, aye. <laughs> I helped to build that. Mm -hmm. And before I asked if I've taken a mug with me, no, I have not. I took my anaconda and went straight out. I didn't take any mugs either because of the NPCs in various places. So, yeah, I will be asking Clooney about be saying hi, bye. <laughs> and at the moment, I've got. I think at the moment, if I have a lot of unsold data, at the moment on my second screen, I've got 69 million unsold data, and that's not counting the bonuses. Don't nice. drop it in LHS340. Yeah. Nice. I was about to say, do you think I'm that bloody the, stupid? The... No, but I think <laughs> you're that naughty. It, it did take him a while, a while to answer. <laughs> you had to think about that. I thought, <laughs> I thought it's a roomed again. I thought, oh, there comes the pin drop. And I think <laughs> Mr. Hanky was going. Mr. Hanky was going to say something there. No, never listen to Hanky. Hey, I don't, and I have to do his bit for the uh, BGS report. That time he did something for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I might try if I'm lucky. I might try go out to Beagle Point for the first time as well in my anaconda. Oh, well, good luck with that, yeah. Excellent. Well, Flo Floss is near there. I should be able to rescue you. Don't forget uh, to grab the tourist beacon. Not anymore. I won't be doing what our red-headed friend Colo did, and I'm leaving that there. <laughs> I'd love to have been involved with don't that. Don't leave it there, because I missed that one. Oh, no. You have to look at one of the old podcasts when Colo was a vital guest. I'll let the others say about it. <laughs> uh, she has to be rescued. <laughs> And she oh, thought, she doesn't mind about that. No, and they, well, she was a special guest on this show, and she thought she was going to get away with it. <laughs> I had loads of jokes in mind, but I'll just go to the point. No chance. So, yeah, <laughs> but I've had to do that. I've had to replot my route several times because I keep hitting dead stars, which is p p pissing me off. Isn't there a filter that you can put so that it avoids the dead stars? There certainly is. I've done the case. Yeah. And I forgot to put the M on my... I took that off and it on. Ah, that would and, make a big difference. And also, I'm trying to find myself a wolf rain star. That has been undiscovered. Ah, uh, yeah. I'd like to find one of them as well. There are a lot of them, but they're not easy to find. And I've heard there's a few in Colonia. Well, in the... In the... In the... In the, in the middle of the system... In the middle of the solar system. Well, I got lucky and I found five neutron stars that were undiscovered by me and they're in my name now. Ah, yeah, I found a few. <laughs> and that was it and that was leaving Colonia. Yeah. I found a few on my rescue last week. 
In fact, okay. every system I went in was an undiscovered one, so I'm hoping I get those. And I'm not doing a new, and I'm not doing new star jumping either. I'm just doing it the old-fashioned way. No, oh, I am. <laughs> I think when I go to Beagle Point, I think I'm going to have to use my neutron jumping. I've got well, enough materials it. to do it. That's it. I, I did the normal jumping to Beagle Point, so I've been using neutrons as much as possible coming back. So more of the boosting elements for it. Yeah, you need the actual the, FSD the F F the FSD injection. Yeah, the injections. There's no neutrons up there. But the 25 basic one will have to do because I can't. I can't do the standard or the prime. It's only if you go to that um, furthest point that you need a, a slightly bigger jump. Well, I'm just going to beagle if point. If you've got a beagle then... point, that'll be enough. That's the furthest I'm going. Well, thanks for, thanks for that travelogue. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with it. I am. See if the other two have turned up. ODM Pillbox. Yeah. Odie, are you back? Pillbox, are you back? We'll see. Frying pan might oh. do the trick. Okay, Pillbox. You want to talk to us, or do you want to carry on flying? Hello, Pillbox. Hello. Um, I haven't really been doing much, to be honest with you. I've been playing The Witcher, that's about it, and working, and getting sweaty. <laughs> so I'll just say for the mug. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, that's yeah. worth waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, Odie, if, if, if you hear the, the uh, podcast, you'll know we tried to talk to you twice, so we did our best. Okay. So that's the green room. What I'm going to do now is just before we go back up to the the studio just going to talk about the theme and the guesses okay because we have we've had four songs so far uh, and guesses we've had uh falco took guest escaping the heat no but i can understand why hunter sage says theme guess fleet carriers they're a rocket that's a long time coming and it'll be like indian summer when they arrive no it's a good one though it's just nice. It's at least at least I'm just put, actually putting the effort into trying to work out what the links are rather than just throwing something in there. And Falco took came with the second one saying, wishing you were in the southern hemisphere where it is winter and not summer. I think that's exactly the same as the first one, just put in different words, Falco. So hard luck. So no, none of those. We're going to run back up to the studio when we have our fifth song. And then we will talk about what the theme is and then what our last song is. So our fifth song is Fourth Rendezvous by Jean-Michel Jarre. And we're going to run. Meanwhile, in a bar on Lave Station, a lonely old trucker is making a phone call to his friend. All right, mate. Yeah. Just dropped over to Lave with some mugs. Yeah, <laughs> Dick and Rudolph. Well, curious, ridiculous. Ships everywhere. Even a spinning orange sidewinder outside a toast rack. Yeah, just like back in Alpha. Anyway, I got docked and dropped the guys off and spoke to one of the deck crew, some bloke called Fosser. He had this big spanner with him. Nah, not Stroud. A real spanner, you know, the giant tool. Mate, not Ben. I meant a thing for sorting out nuts. Will you get your mind out of the gutter? So, he says it's manic out there on account of some big party. Something to do with 100 episodes of Lave Radio. There's glitter everywhere. 
seen Angel Rose and even that Braben fella. I say, old chap, are you going to be long? I need to call Alvin. What's the rush? Well, it has something to do with a little mishap. Hang on, hang on. Well, mate, look, I've got to go. Some old boy from Hutton's here and he's busting. Nah, cubicle free works okay here. Laters. Cheers. Congratulations to Live Radio from the team here at Hutton Orbital on your 100th episode. Oh, and thanks for the loan of the team speak. Alright, my lover. Anybody know which way we're going with these barnacles? Hutton Orbital Radio. To our listener. Yes, you. Hello. And here we are, back up in the stuffy old studio. I uh, haven't seen any more guesses, so I think you've been defeated once again. Uh, it was a difficult one. Yes, I should have mentioned yeah. that this is one of Mr. Van Tayern's, which should have made everybody um, afraid right at the beginning. It, I think this is one of the these ones that, once it's been explained to you, you go, oh, yeah. But until then, you don't stand a flipping chance. The theme role of drums is... India launches second moon mission. Cue applause. Yes. So, Amelia, would you like to read the first title and emphasise which one it was? Which word was important? So, the first title was Indian Summer by the Stereophonics. Keyword is Indian. Mr. Deadmate? Long time coming because it's been quite a while since we landed on the moon. And then Flossie? Uh, Southern Nights by Glen Campbell. That's because India's in the southern continent. Southern. Southern. Oh, yes. Southern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere, yeah. yes, that's what I meant, Southern Hemisphere. That's the word. It's, it's pretty hot here, and I'm doing my best not to... I'm doing my best not to dehydrate, but that's probably not helping with my diction. Um, <laughs> uh, I should have stuck to water. And oh. the fourth one, if there's a rocket, tie me to it. Well, that's fairly obvious. It's the, the rocket. And our last one, fourth rendezvous, because this will be the fourth soft landing on the moon if and when it happens. Now, I bet, I bet nobody can guess what the last song will be. Anyone? Yes. Uh, no, I'm just looking and then waiting for no, none of our um, none of our none of our reader is <laughs> telling us the last tune that we will be signing out with is "Wisdom Tooth" by the Pale White, and that's because the rover they're sending is called Pragyan, which is wisdom in Sanskrit. Thank you, everybody. Good night. We're going to go and cool off. Good night, everyone. Good night. (laughs) For the mug. For the mug. 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 Just brush up on your Sanskrit, Flossie. It's no problem. Yeah, right. It's it's (laughs) shameful, really. (laughs) I don't mind. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Mr. Dusty, give me your trash. It's one of those uh, things. We seem to have an echo. It's one of those uh, things. We seem to have yeah. an echo. Yeah. Sounds like we all do. Sounds like we all do. <laughs> <laughs>
I blame Ventura. I blame Ventura. Right, let's do a rendition of Brighton Rock by Queen. Let's do a rendition of Brighton Rock by Queen. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Row, row, row your boat. Row, row your boat. Gently down the stream. Row, row. Row, row. Dream. 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 everybody. Four shows for the price of one. Everybody. Four shows for the price of one. This is going to get out of hand, really fans. This is going to get out of hand, really fans. Yeah, when I started being the pub for three hours, I wasn't joking. So yeah, I'll keep quiet. So yeah, I'll keep quiet. This is going to be. This is going to be. Yes. Uh, yes. Echo. Echo. No idea, dear, dear, dear. No idea, dear, dear, dear. No idea. Amelia, when you said about collecting, Amelia, when you said about collecting assorted commodities. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite frustrating when you've been collecting it's quite sort of when you've been collecting rare goods that are available five at a time. And then on the last run, when you just need the last five, suddenly there's forty of them available. Suddenly there's forty of them available. Oh God, that's what's going to happen with the Lavian brandy, isn't it? What's going to happen with the Lavian brandy, isn't it? What's going to happen with the Lavian brandy, isn't it? I can hear game noises in the background. I can hear game noises in the background as well. So. I'm blaming Harry for this. Yeah, it's all Harry's yeah, fault. It was probably my fault. I'm just trying. The important thing is trying to work out just how. Oh. Oh, that's clear, isn't it? You yeah. don't need four balls. Were you maybe picking up my game in the background? I don't know. I don't worry, I've muted, I've muted myself. So Pillwalks. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Normal lack of service will be resumed any moment now. Okay. No music? <laughs> Who's got the music? It's naked in music as well. Fifth song is Fourth Rendezvous by Jean-Michel Jarre. Jarre. And we're going to run. Night, night.